what has Donald Trump beheading someone and Leslie Nielsen got in common? Obviously, it's wit. In today's episode of 9 Minute Design Show with me, Craig Burgess, we're going to talk about wit in design and I'm going to try and convince you as to why it's so important and why you should use it more. Let's get to it. So I started this episode as I always do by doing a little bit of a Google. I googled witty graphic design and it returned 25.6 million results and then I remembered I saw an amazing portfolio on Twitter earlier. So we need to begin with Bruno Simon's portfolio I spotted on Twitter today because it's absolutely brilliant. If you're listening to the podcast of this you're obviously not going to see it, so go watch the YouTube video. But I think his portfolio, and it's basically a truck that you drive around his portfolio, it's kind of a top-down isometric kind of thing. It perfectly sums up witty design. It's clever, it's fun, and it's not just your typical run-of-the-mill portfolio, but that's only one kind of witty design, and there's lots of ways to achieve it. Like that time when an illustrator depicted Trump cutting off the head of the Statue of Liberty, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, what is wit in design? Really, it's no different to wit in comedy. And by the way, Ben Elton's Black Addict is the king of wit in comedy. And it's the greatest situational comedy ever created. Yes, I'm correct. No, you're wrong. Wit in design are basically just visual gags, just like in comedy. But they come in all kinds of forms. Some wit in design is used to make a serious point. Like that magazine cover that Time put out that shows O.J. Simpson on the front cover of the magazine. The wit in this was, well, Time magazine don't usually put nearly convicted killers on their magazine front covers. Some wit in design isn't so obvious, like the 1973 edition of National Lampoon's magazine that had a guy holding a gun to a dog's head with a title of, if you don't buy this magazine, we'll kill this dog. Sometimes wit in design completely misses the mark, like this conservative tweet that was set in Comic Sans from a few days ago, but we'll come back to this in a little while. By the way, whilst we're talking about the conservatives, they have an interesting series of tweets running at the moment that I spotted on their Twitter earlier today. Whether you agree with the tone or the message, it doesn't really matter, but they're actually quite witty and they're actually quite clever. And whilst we're talking about politics, some wit in design is used to make political statements that couldn't be made in a kind of straight way, like De Spiegel's illustration of Trump cutting off the head of the Statue of Liberty and De Spiegel's magazine cover with the middle finger that was Trump's head that said goodbye Europe, or De Spiegel's magazine cover of the prehistoric man where they had the most devolved person as Donald Trump. Yeah, De Spiegel don't really like Donald Trump. Wit is a vital tool in design to communicate complex ideas and sometimes, and probably more often really, difficult ideas. Just like comedy, design wit plays on the idea of the unexpected. Wit in design plays on the idea that you're expecting to see one thing, but when you actually look at it, it isn't what you expected to see at all. I think one of the simplest and probably best examples of this is Jack Summerford's 1979 poster to advertise the typeface ITC Garamond. It's a ridiculously simple idea. It's just a completely white poster with one word written in the typeface Garamond in red across the middle. The word that they decided to write was 
Helvetica. It was unexpected because Helvetica was, and still is now, hugely popular. The poster was designed to remind designers that there are actually other typefaces out there and not just Helvetica, and this poster was a fantastic way of visualising it. Who would have thought that, yeah, we'll just set the word Helvetica in a different font, and that would kind of do it. Another image that plays on the unexpected comes from none other than Paul Rand, a legend of witty design and just graphic design in general, really. In 1981, to announce the in-house IBM Golden Circle Award, Rand created another really simple poster in the same vein as Summerford's. On a black background, the poster had just three symbols on it, a symbol of an I, a symbol of a B, and the classic M from the original IBM logo. The underlying idea, just three symbols that represented the letters I, B, and M, is brilliantly simple, but it just makes you smile. When you're searching Google for IBM logo, it's still one of the first things that pops up even nearly 40 years later. That's how legendary the idea was. It's an idea that's been done a million times since, and it's something even I've played with in a few of my designs. But as is always with the power of wit in design, it just makes you smile a little bit when you look at it. But wit isn't exclusive to fancy posters or one-off campaigns. It's all around you in branding, too. The absolute classic example, and you probably know what I'm going to say here before I even say it, is none other than the 1994 logo designed by Landor Associates for FedEx. It's set in a blend of two typefaces, Universe 67 Bold Condensed and Futura Bold, and yes, I am a designer geek and I tend to know about these things. The logo appears fairly basic when you first look at it, but then you look between the E and the X and you kind of notice there's... A little arrow in there. Again, it just makes you smile. And actually, there's a really great article about this on the Creative Review website. I'll make sure I'll link you to it. The FedEx logo is just a design that makes you smile or go, aha, or a smile in the mind, as Beryl McCollum and David Stewart's excellent book puts it. I highly recommend picking up that book, by the way. But why am I actually talking so much about witty design? Other than it being a personal geeky obsession of mine, I think it's dying in modern design. Wit is dying in modern design. Now we don't have people like Paul Rand and Alan Fletcher and all the other graphic design greats. The idea of witty design is a little bit old school. Okay, Michael Beirut is still around and he's still cool and he's still doing good stuff at Pentagram. But whilst wit in design is dying, it's still amazing and it's something that we're really starting to forget about. We now live in an age where the tools that we use, Photoshop, iPad Pros with pencils, Macs, ridiculously powered PCs with amazing software that don't limit our capabilities, we live in an age of highly technical designers now. We live in an age of craftspeople who can create visually stunning things, but they lack any extra. The extra is how amazing they look. It's not the idea underneath of the brand or the design anymore. And too many designers are amazing technically, but lack soul. A bit like Robocop. He was amazing at his job, but he lacks soul. You know what I mean? So witty design isn't always about how good it looks. It's, In fact, it's not usually about how good it looks. It's about the idea. And I've always believed it's the purest version of design. It's design of how it should be done. My attempt today for nine minutes is to get you to try more witty design. And if you're not a designer, demand more witty design. I am a witty design junkie. 
But to show you the perfect example of witty design, I'm going to go to a different medium. We're going to go to TV and film, and specifically the medium of Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen is my comedy hero. Police Squad is certified genius. The Zucker Brothers are certified geniuses. And some of their later work wasn't so good. I'm looking at you, scary movie. But the early stuff, specifically the TV show Police Squad, is amazing. And it was a crime, by the way, that they only made five episodes. It plays perfectly with visual and audio gags all at once and absolutely peppers you with both of them. This is a clip from one of the episodes from Police Squad, and you'll see what I mean. It's only a short clip. Have a listen to this. Cigarette? Yes, I know. Well. Combined with Leslie Nielsen's straight acting, it's just perfect. The gag is so simple, but it's so well executed. And I think this clip here perfectly sums up wit in design. You see something, you expect to see something, and then you get something unexpected. That's how jokes work. I'm no stranger to witty design myself, in fact I've spent several challenges over the last couple of years creating lots of it. In fact last year I designed 100 pop culture logos in 100 days and these are some of, well three of the ones that I thought were really cool. This first one, McLean's Fryhards, combines visuals and a pun at the same time. It combined the idea of Bruce Willis depicted as some fries with the puns of Fryhards. And I even made the tagline, yippee mother cooker. It doesn't get any more witty or maybe cheesy than that. Another one I made was an instruction manual for Ikea, but with just one of the frames. One of their silly instruction manual men stabbing another one with a sword. And it just said above it, Billy's dead. Billy being the name of one of their silly furniture lines. My favourite from all of them, though, was a Metal Gear Solid inspired one. And yes, I'm a game geek too. Uh, and this was for a box company called It's Just a Box. And you're probably going to need to look at the YouTube video to see the visual of that to really understand it. But when I think when you introduce wit into branding work is where wit can really come into its own. It's a common tactic in brands, uh, like in the FedEx logo that I mentioned earlier. I did the same when I designed a brand for a horror convention in the UK a few years ago. The logo was simple, it was just a cut through the middle of the logo. But the gag or the wit with this particular brand was that there was different things chopping through the logo. Famous weapons from different films. This elevated a really simple idea, something chopping through something, to something a bit more special. And this is the power of wit in branding and wit in design. It's also really effective too, as we've seen a little bit earlier, in editorial work. Look again at the cover for Despeagle portraying Donald Trump. It says America first in the bottom right hand corner as Trump beheads the Statue of Liberty. It's combining the unexpected juxtaposition of the words America first with something that's very obviously not putting America first. And then there was the time that Rolling Stone played with the idea of celebrity on their front cover by showing the Boston Bomber in 2013. Again, it plays with the unexpected. You expected to see somebody famous and revered, but instead you see something terrible and ugly. It was a brilliant front cover and it was widely reviled as well, but I thought it was a brilliant idea. And then also, I still think one of my favourite of all time covers is another Time magazine cover with the cover of Bill Clinton with the subtle horns in the background. Even the subtle red tones of the cover play on the idea of the devil. It was just a brilliantly put together cover. 
And in fact, they did the same with Donald Trump as well. In fact, they did it several times where they also depicted him with different horns of the cover. Basically, the M was right above his head and it was just the horns of his head. All of these images I've shown wouldn't have had the same impact if an element of wit wasn't introduced. Wit is a powerful tool in design that's been discounted and even worse, ignored in most designers' toolkits. But why is that? I guess it's just that some designers aren't that creative. As a comedian will tell you, it takes a long time to think of a joke. And then you not only have to think of the joke, but you have to visualize it too. And that's tough. And that takes a long time. Then some designers really just aren't that funny either. And then most witty design is underlyingly funny or draws on the same principles of humor. And if you're not funny, you're going to struggle with making wit in design. But mostly I think it comes down to both time and creativity, or lack of both of those things. Creativity isn't actually something that you're born with as a designer, and it's something you have to learn over time and develop into a complete skill. Most designers just don't ever develop that skill to the full potential. And when you're just starting out as a designer, it's hard enough to produce average design, let alone creative stuff. So lots of designers just don't work on their creativity from the get-go and never really get the chance to explore wit or really figure out if they're actually any good at it. It's easier to put in the hours to become amazingly good at Photoshop than it is to become amazingly good at ideas. It's easier to become technically proficient rather than proficient at ideas. There's no rule book or set formula to follow to become a good ideas person. It takes practice just the same but nobody's there to tell you how to do it and there isn't an easy path to follow because it's different for everybody. Wit in design is dying and that makes me very, very sad. Gone are the Alan Fletchers and the Paul Rands. We haven't got any in our generation, especially not in my generation of 30-year-old designers. In my own little way, I try to channel them as much as I can and I always try and impart wit in design where I can. But what can we do to make sure it survives? Well, as designers, we need to consider the idea more important than the execution. If there's no underlying idea in the first place, then the execution just doesn't matter. Consider that the idea takes time and sometimes you'll miss the mark, but you've got to be willing to risk it to produce something excellent in the first place. We all need to do more silly side projects as well, where wit is possible and it's allowed to be explored. Most of our client work doesn't allow us to explore wit. It's straight bread and butter work, but we need to be open to ideas wherever possible. Don't let wit die in design. It's a vital skill in communicating sometimes complex, risky or negative ideas. I even saw one last example only two days ago on Twitter. The design community has been up in arms about the conservative Twitter advert I mentioned earlier about a Brexit tweet being set in Comic Sans. The tweet just said MPs must come together and get Brexit done, but it was written in capital Comic Sans. Essentially, this was an official government communication and they set it in Comic Sans. There was obviously a reason for this. It hasn't happened accidentally. I don't think anybody accidentally uses Comic Sans, but because the wit missed the mark, most people aren't sure what the idea was behind this tweet. Maybe that's the point, to get it discussed and out there to more people who wouldn't normally discuss it, like me and like in this YouTube video. So even when wit misses the mark, it can get your work in front of very unexpected audiences. 
Maybe if the designers of the Comic Sans tweet had spent more time training in the art of wit, it might not have missed the mark so much. One final message. Wit. Go do some. Now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This was the 9 Minute Design Show Friday slash Saturday edition with me, Craig Burgess. You can experience the visually enhanced version of this podcast by going over to my YouTube channel, just search for Craig Burgess. I've got images, logos and links and all kinds of other stuff for you to check out. I'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of the 9 Minute Design Show and I can't wait to see you then. If you spotted any other news or any other design stuff you think it'd be interesting for me to talk about, tweet me at Craig Burgess or email me craig at getdoingthings.com. Until then, I will see you next Wednesday. I'll see you soon.